0: Maybe fried chicken livers as well in
1: there. Oh, God, no. Are you serious? Why not?
0: This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. And on this week's edition of This Bites We've got a lot to talk about this week Including the annual Wisconsin Grilled Cheese Recipe Showdown Where everybody can enter in different categories And win big money prizes Then also Blue's Egg is expanding to Shorewood And then on uh, April 9th It is National Gin and Tonic Day And Milwaukee has something very special planned for that day All this and more on This Bites So are you familiar with the annual Wisconsin Grilled Cheese Recipe Showdown?
1: I'm not. And Tariq, I will admit, I eat a grilled cheese. That is my fail-safe. If I I don't have anything else really in the refrigerator at night, I always have cheese and bread.
0: So the Wisconsin Grilled Cheese Recipe Showdown has been around for like three years and basically offer big prizes. So people from around the country submit their favorite recipe for grilled cheese, and the opportunity to win some big money prizes. I think grand prize is like twenty thousand, no, fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. There are four categories, including classic class. Uh, there's the open class, which is the best to show. This is the one with the fifteen thousand dollar prize. This is basically Sky's the limit with this. You can go crazy with your grilled cheese and toppings and ingredients. Then for the youngsters out there, there's a junior class, and then there's fan favors, which includes a video entry. So you're can show a video of you making grilled cheese. But the main requirement for this, you have to use ingredient has to be Wisconsin mm-hmm. cheese.:
1: Yeah, it's interesting that the classic class offers, I mean, it allows you to have, did you say up to six ingredients?
0: Up to six ingredients. Because
1: to me, the classic would be the cheese, the bread, butter. You know, you butter mm. the outsides of the bread and then you grill it. That's a classic. And maybe you just have the very best bread, the very best cheese you can find, a, a, me, a mm. very meltable cheese, mm-hmm. and that would be a classic.
0: If you were to enter this contest,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what kind of grilled cheese would you uh, come up with?
1: Okay, I, don't, I think you're not going to believe this because I don't, I don't eat American cheese. I mean, like I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't buy it, I don't eat it, but it does melt really well. So yeah. like, if you wanna do a really lowbrow grilled cheese and you, you wanna have white bread, but a little bit dried out so that it toasts a little mm-hmm. bit better, a really soft bread isn't gonna work. American cheese can make a, a pretty decent grilled cheese, but I think cheddar would be my fallback. I mean, like I like mm. a really good cheddar. What about you?
0: I would definitely have roasted garlic, maybe a roasted garlic spread or uh, garlic confit. It'd be a bread or something inspired by a Korean scallion pancake. And then the cheeses, I'd definitely use a lot of Italian cheeses, Parmesan, Fontina, mozzarella, and uh, maybe smoked mozzarella in there. Um,
1: Maybe Asiago.
0: Yes, maybe Asiago. Maybe instead of bread, use chicken skin. No,
1: no, (laughs) absolutely not.
0: no. Speaking of that, if you do want to enter this uh, uh, Recipe Showdown, uh, they're taking uh, submissions right now until May 15th. We'll post links at our website at radiomilwaukee.org slash bites. Next, we're going to talk about another contest, but this contest is for chefs, correct?
1: Yeah. In fact, this is, an, this is an event that's taking place during Young Professionals Week.
0: Oh, YP Week.
1: Yeah, YP Week, which you and I are... Well past that, that you know, point You know why, <laughs> why
0: pee? Because I drank a lot of water.
1: Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, um, this is an event that I think could be really fun to attend because not only will you be able to see these chefs, four Milwaukee chefs mm-hmm. doing some really interesting things, crafting some really interesting Is it kind of like an Iron Chef thing? I, it seems like it, ha- it. the premise is similar to that, okay. but you're going to be able to sample okay. what they've made. And they're going to have live music, live art, and craft beer. Hmm. Um, So uh, what this is, it's its first ever food prize. And each of these four chefs um, is given a certain amount of money to uh, assemble, you know, go out and assemble the ingredients that they're going to have to create this statement on a plate now i don't know is there, if a, they common, give you, is there a
0: theme there statement? I,
1: I don't have okay. i i don't have the sense that they give you i don't know what other okay. parameters they give you but statement on a plate is pretty broad right there um it could be anything really <laughs> so guests are gonna have the opportunity to sample each of the competing chefs plates and then vote on their favorite okay so we've got four chefs Tariq. Um, Mason Street Grill, uh, their chef is Chris Zong, so he's going to be one okay. of the competitors. We have Elijah Labaca. I really don't think I said his name right, but he's of Birch and Butcher. Um, Martin Magana of Tess and A.J. Dixon of Lazy Susan. Okay, So th- this could be four really interesting competitors is- because each of these restaurants is so different from each other. So I don't know. It just sounds like a really interesting competition. When is it again? This is happening on April twenty sixth from six to nine okay. at a venue called Three Thirty East Kilbourne. It's not too far uh, from uh,
0: City Hall, right?
1: It's, a, it's around Kilbourne and Water Street, uh, and and they're they're are selling tickets ahead of time. So this okay. could be a really interesting.
0: Could probably sell out quick.
1: Yeah, and what's interesting, what I like about it too, is that they there's going to be live. Art and live music at at this event as well. So I mean, there's different things to kind of keep you mm. occupied as this well, thing is taking place. Because they're,
0: they're cooking. Yeah, there. So it's not like already prepared. There be actually. This
1: sounds better than Naked Chef's Tariq.
0: I don't. Well, I don't know. I mean,
1: <laughs> no, I did. Did you go? go. I didn't. No. You didn't go? I didn't. Oh go. no.
0: Maybe next time.
1: It's still it's it still bothered me too much. I just, really? I I wouldn't know where to look. It it just seemed.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of places <laughs> to look.
1: I know, but. I, I don't know. I but do you think they're standing behind?
0: No, I, I remember I told you I saw it uh like they did a preview on uh, Real Milwaukee and it was very interactive.
1: Uh-huh. Exposed Maybe. where they were very yeah. they were very exposed. Yeah. Do you think they get cold up there too? I don't
0: know. I worry about uh foreign objects get into food
1: I was worrying about <laughs> frying anything and uh, anything that would be spattering that would come from pans
0: there's a lot know? of stuff going on <laughs> and actually the, 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 the interview during Real Milwaukee I don't know how we sidetracked to this the actual winner uh, the guy who created it is actually a real chef and okay, these so people that, are real chefs they are and the winner actually gets to be uh, head chef of, one of the, this guy who created restaurants one of his restaurants apparently
1: oh okay so it's
0: actually a, it's I, not I just entertainment say- but they actually win stuff they, I was
1: hoping there was some incentive for yeah. them, and it wasn't just they were. No,
0: they, these people are really chefs exploiting themselves, and they're trying to, you know, okay, get into the restaurant business in a in a, in a, in a shortcut way.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. I don't so, know. It, I don't to me, know. it was like Chippendales cooks or something.
0: Well, <sighs> anyway. you know, I don't know how we sidetracked in that.
1: Well, well you kinda it, kind of started it, I guess. Did, yeah. I did. I did. I was. I have this one. Know track where your line too. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: Blue's egg. <laughs> I was trying to go sample eggs and blues. And you love
1: I, transitions. You're usually really good with your transitions.
0: There's no transition with eggs. I there. know. I don't know. But well, anyway.
1: Blue's Egg is uh, a really great breakfast, lunch, and brunch place that has a location on like 76 and Blue Mound. Uh, people know it because it's not your average place that you just go in and have eggs and bacon and toast. In fact, mm-hmm. if you went in there and that's all you got, that would be unusual because everything that they do is really inventive yeah. and creative. And That's kind
0: of like going to a seafood restaurant and getting a burger. Yeah. Like why did you even come here? Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh so anyway, the owners are in the process of opening a second location and this is that's a that's a big deal mm-hmm. because if you go, in fact, I try not to go to Blue's Egg on the weekends. I don't know. But I, I, I went there once. There. Yeah,
0: i only been there once, and I'm not a big fan of lines and waiting, so yeah. that's one reason I haven't been back.
1: There really isn't a lot of room for people to wait, yeah. but here's the tip for you. Go in on a weekday if you're off or you're mm. able to go in late to work and just get a seat at the bar because mm. that, to me, is the most fun place to sit. And Ultimately, maybe we should talk about this sometime on air. I really like sitting at the bars. I love sitting at bars and having dinner there. That I, I hate
0: sitting at tables. I am like yeah. it's become really irritating. But like, it can be
1: a lot more fun too because you're you're watching the bartenders create yeah. cocktails. It up seems there. more interactive. It's more interactive. There's the banter that's going mm-hmm. on between the diners and drinkers yeah. and the bartenders. And it's just kind of feels looser, a yeah. little more casual. Like sitting
0: on a table just feels I don't know, maybe right. just me. It just feels awkward.
1: So at Blues Egg, now my understanding is um I'm I'm hoping they're not gonna reinvent the wheel with this new location. Mm-hmm. I think that they know they have a pretty good a pretty good premise with what they have. Um and though the owners of Blues Egg, it's um uh, it's Joe Munch, who's the head chef, Dan Seidner, and then there's another couple that are partnering in this new enterprise in Shorewood. Um, and it's on Oakland. Um, if you think about um, kind of where Benji's is, mm-hmm. and there's this new building called the Mosaic Building that's that's being developed right yeah, now. There's I've a lot it, yeah. of development in Shorewood right now. Right on that main kind of that main drag.
0: I call Shorewood uh, the Bayview for maturing hipsters.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: like Bayview is for hipsters. Shorewood is for the hipsters who are tired of hanging out with young hipsters. Huh? And they go to Shorewood.
1: Okay. i I never really thought about think it. Think about that it. Way. I mean look but at
0: look at what's going on in both those neighborhoods.
1: Yeah.
0: If you look at the types of restaurants, you know, baby feels younger. Yeah. But it's still similar stuff. It's true though you know? that
1: I think there's a lot of rentals in mm-hmm. the Shorewood area. Yeah. I mean there's definitely and, and it's an in I think it feels more like you know, if, if if you're a millennial or 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 mm-hmm. like us, Gen X or whatever, you want to live more in a neighborhood and have a yard yeah. and all of that. I think Shorewood. That's also what I mean. It's reason. like a
0: graduation. Like, you know, you start yeah. from River West, you go to Bayview and then Shorewood is like where you end up and, right. you know, raise your kids or something. I don't know.
1: Well, anyway, back to Blue Bag, <laughs> Tariq. What I know about it is, um, so they're working on it right now, and they've got to be working pretty feverishly because their hope is to be open by the end of May and to be open by Memorial Day weekend, which, as you know, is the weekend it's that everybody... It's a big every, weekend. It's a big weekend. Everybody, you know, wants to get their patio ready. They're hoping mm. the weather is good because it's kind of informally the start of mm. summer, which is still a word I'm not going to...
0: Yeah, just like this great spring around. weather we're we yeah. having.
1: So I don't know. I'm excited about that. That's um that's gonna be a big one, as I said, for Shorewood.
0: The thing about Maxie's or... and Blues Egg, that's like feels like they're just they're just stipping around the city of Milwaukee.
1: And Story well, Story Hill though is in is in Milwaukee.
0: But it's like right on the edge. You notice that? Yeah. It's like it's not like in there. I know. Which is kind of like, I always talk to the uh, guy from He's like, man, would you just, you know. But don't move. you think
1: there's a lot of other reasons? It's, I mean, <laughs> of course, I'm course there's sure reasons. Not, I'm not like, saying there's a bad reason, yeah. but it just
0: it just feels like they're so good, right? Yeah. And like, I'm lazy. But so then, the combination of being a good restaurant and being me lazy is little, sure. like, I don't really go out there that much.
1: But think about it in a business sense. It I get probably it. probably makes a yeah, lot rent, of sense for that property,
0: all that kind they're of stuff. They're
1: also not competing with restaurants yeah, downtown. I get it. But I'm just saying view. as far
0: as a person who likes their food, sure. but doesn't like to drive all all over the place. Who wants to basically walk somewhere?
1: Well, I, I also think you could make a list of probably ten places yeah. you'd like to. Yeah, but be, I just that West, place, like Maxi's. Right? I love
0: Maxi's a yeah. lot, and and the fact that like, I have to get on a freeway and you know I just I'd rather just oh there's Maxi's let me walk to Maxi's, you know.
1: That's why we have cars, Tariq. Yeah, sometimes I get sick
0: of it. I, I get know. road rage.
1: I know. I know. You know.
0: So I, I mean, think about Maxi's River West. So, I remember we reported uh, a few months ago that Kentonland closed down. was now closed. And then it was reported back in late fall that... Oh my
1: gosh, Tariq, it's been well over a year now that Hinterland closed.
0: Wow. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, back in October, I think it was October, September, we reported a new restaurant was coming in. And it was going to be a Korean restaurant. I went, like, jumped around like a crazy person, all happy. Oh, my God, a Korean restaurant coming in. Yay. And then nothing. Then nothing. Right. Then nothing. I
1: don't and know, then maybe that it just felt like a year. Is, was yeah. it only really this last fall?
0: When they announced that restaurant.
1: Okay. Yeah. Then maybe Henry, maybe it was just last summer. Yeah, the,
0: I think Hinterland closed yeah. like late summer.
1: Yeah, that's okay. That sounds right. Um, and then Matt Curley left mm-hmm. and went to SED. Yokohama, yeah. mm-hmm. that whole group. Okay.
0: But the restaurant's called Chard. And we yeah. got in a discussion like, if it's Korean, you call yourself Chard, it should be a Korean barbecues. Chard. Makes sense. But apparently you walk by. Well, I drove you saw, by. You drove by. You saw a sign. And finally <laughs> this looks like, oh my God, it's, it's happening.
1: It's a good sign. When you see the sign on the window, I, I mean, that's a that's a good sign. It doesn't say when, but it does say it's happening.
0: Yeah. So chard, uh, they call themselves a uh, modern expression of Korean cuisine. They have a really fancy logo. It has chard and then Cafe Bra Grill coming soon. That was posted back in March, late March on their Facebook page. It is now April. Don't know what that means. We reached out to them on Facebook. Hopefully get some answers for you. But I'm I'm excited. I mean, you have Grill Cafe and it's Korean.
1: hmm and think about that space. It has two bars. It has um, that front dining mm-hmm. room. Well, actually multiple dining That's rooms. That's a big space. Huge space, but that front bar, the two dining rooms and then mm. the back bar and a dining room back there. I mean, there's I a lot of it, opportunity for them to do. It looks like a things.
0: space you could do that Korean barbecue at the table kind oh, of space. Wow. It's a yeah, big enough space to do that. Yeah. So I hope they do that because I've been dying for that. Mm-hmm. And again, some Korean stews in a mix. That'd be a happy again happy i
1: think perhaps you should give them some suggestions for mm. their menu if they ha- i mean they probably haven't solidified what they're gonna do yeah great. so
0: we reached out to them and then hopefully uh
1: but don't you think it would be helpful for them to know what we don't have here in mm-hmm. milwaukee that could be a great i mean could be something that people would really love yeah. because you can't get it anywhere else
0: i will definitely tell them that yeah hopefully maybe okay, good
1: you
0: know, hook me up or something uh finally not finally we got two more things to talk about there's a new uh, project. Speaking of, we talked about, uh, you know, the Cafe Madrid and the SED mm-hmm. group. They started something new. Talk Apparently, about what it is. this
1: is all based on the fact that the corporate chef or the head chef for the whole um, company, Matt Curley, who's from Hinterland, um, and Blue Jacket. He's been, mm. worked at a lot I of places. I about
0: Blue Jacket. Blue Jacket was so good.
1: Yeah. Uh, that he made fried chicken for family meal. This chicken apparently is so amazing uh, that they have this thing going on, this promotion, uh, that at Hotel Madrid, you can order his fried chicken, so Chef Curly's fried chicken and barbecue pork sandwiches, but they're only available for delivery pop-up. Now I've never heard the term delivery pop-up used, I don't know what that means exactly, right i mean is it delivering pop, popping up every day by delivery I, I don't know and you have to go through uber uber eats too uber eats yeah mm. so this is this is what they do they they offer uh 2 4 and 16 piece buttermilk battered fried chicken a barbecue pork sandwich sides of coleslaw and pickles and chess pie
0: that's yeah, very southern doing a that's chest that's, pie. that's that's deep southern there
1: the ladies at batches are doing you know it, why you know what you know barbecue. why chest
0: pie was invented
1: to use up something, right? No, because fruit so, at
0: the time it's like during. Oh, because they didn't.
1: They didn't have access.
0: No, it's not access. It was just expensive. It
1: was too expensive. Okay, uh, okay. during
0: okay. depression and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and they did pies these sugar pies you know there's crack pie there's oh, right. buttermilk pie okay. chess pie these are like fruitless pies because all they had was sugar and flour
1: so to use the ingredients they could afford yeah. to use. that's you smart know,
0: that's where those pies came from is like fruits too expensive
1: it's that that's the same premise behind mm. war cake have yeah. you heard of that no it was another kind of dessert that was crafted from you know you using what you had and in ingenuity so war cake sugar flour mm. Uh, I don't think they had butter, so it was probably oil.
0: Crisco. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um I don't even I don't even know at what point Crisco was invented to be. I think Crisco is probably but
0: early nineteen. 19- it feels like it's
1: some early. kind of fat. It could yeah. have even been fat lard. from yeah, meat fat lard some, cake. Lard, Exactly.
0: Wow. Lard cake. And that sounds like our new raisins. producer, Tyrone, would like that lard cake.
1: Um maybe some kind of dried fruit like raisins. I don't know. Things that could have you could have had, you could have dried your own fruit, yeah. whatever, but really, really basic. That's huh. more cake. Anyway, so this, uh, they're going to be doing this. This is a pop up that's essentially in the kitchen of Hotel Madrid, available through Uber Eats for delivery. So I'm guessing if you go through Uber Eats, you can find Cluck you know, and Q. It's Cluck and I mean. Q. Uh, and they're open like Sunday through Friday, 5 to 10, and then Saturday, 10 to 2. So
0: that's good because, you know, we had this conversation about very. F- the city has very limited options when it comes to food after midnight.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's
0: a great little It'll be option.
1: really interesting to see if something like this takes off, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, it all that's depends on— It's a simple concept. You keep it, the menus very simple. Yeah. It's very easy to manage, you know. Finally, we're going uh, to talk about—to wash all that uh, down, we're going to talk about gin and tonic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Monday, April night, it is National Gin and Tonic Day.
1: I did not know until I received you, you like an gin and email tonics? about this. I don't, not really. really? You're I, not
0: a gin fan, probably.
1: No, but I like um, I I like a Negroni, which mm. is like equal parts Campari, gin, and vermouth.
0: I just don't like Campari.
1: I love Campari. It's so bitter. That's what I love about it. Mm. So you have to Explains like bitter drinks to really enjoy. I love that. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> You no, say it has Something to do with my personality? No, I didn't say
0: anything. I just, okay. I just said it explains a I, th- lot.
1: I thought I heard something, but I wasn't sure what it was. Uh, yeah. uh, but I, yeah, I, I guess I would say not so much on gin or gin no, and tonic drinks. I Although love gin and tonics. Tariq, like- um, I will say that I've been looking at some of these recipes that are that are going to be served at some some event, local places, local mm. bar restaurants here on National Gin and Tonic Day that make me kind of wonder. You know, maybe I would like these gin and tonics because they're pretty interesting. This is a uh, collaboration um between great lakes distillery and top note top note tonics uh which is a local startup local. right and In they, the lincoln
0: warehouse still i think
1: yeah they're still yeah my my not to my knowledge mm-hmm. they're still there but they do um a kind of a line of tonics uh you know everything Very good. from bitter lemon i think there's an orange there's an um, orange
0: and there's some kind of indian spice there's
1: an indian spice one yep um so they're they're um So what's happening is um, places like Bavette, Movida, and Hotel Madrid are going to be serving cocktails that incorporate um, uh, some liquors from Great Lakes Distillery and then uh, tonics from Top Note Tonic, right? Mm -hmm. So some of the the, um, bartenders at these restaurants have come up with some interesting gin and tonics. So it's not just your basic gin and tonic. Which, um, I'm, I'm assuming you like a gin and tonic? No, oh, I love gin and you're tonics. cool with just a really basic one? or to be good gin. R- right, yeah. I
0: mean, I can't, like, real gin is just disgusting. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like, like, uh, Tanqueray or, uh, oh, I'm so old because of the H. Well, but anyway. uh, what's
1: more intriguing to me because, I guess because I'm not a gin drinker, is that they're incorporating some of these top note tonics, mm-hmm. which brings a more of an interesting and bitter, I like bitter, uh, citrus flavor, mm-hmm. you know, so gin and
0: citrus. That's what the combination that the two yeah. flavors, it just, it's a perfect match. You love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they also talk about doing a Milwaukee gin and tonic. Is it, They mentioned mentioned, I saw something about a Milwaukee style gin and tonic. Well,
1: I, I can tell you about a Wisconsin gin and tonic, okay. which is Rehorse gin, Goodland cranberry liqueur. I'm not surprised cranberries. you're using cranberries. Yep. Top note, Indian tonic. This sounds like a really Mm. interesting pairing, and a lime wedge. I'm surprised they're not
0: using ginseng in there as well. Because yeah,
1: exactly. That would be really smart to use ginseng. I actually, I'm curious. Bevette is doing a Spanish gin and tonic with ray horse gin, two dashes of Angostura bitters, some fresh lemon peel, two slices of cucumber wheels. To me, a cucumber. Would really work well in a gin. I I like that in gin and tonic. Tonic, and then it then you top it off with a top note Indian tonic. Okay, so if you were going to do your own at home gin and tonic, what mm-hmm. would it what would it have? Gin. What gin? Which gin?
0: Not Tanqueray, but the other one. It's the British Heinrich? Heinrich? No, I can't even think of the name of it. Hendrix. Hendrix, Hendrix, It has to be Hendrix gin. Um.
1: Are you particular about your tonic? Cause some people are. I am
0: now. I didn't used to be, but now I am just when I went to the uh the that Beater Cube's uh cocktail academy they had over a weekend. Now I am I learned to make my own we made our own tonic with Yuzu. We made a Yuzu. So everybody the team made they mix their own tonics and we got they delivered to us. Uh So mine had Yuzu and some other herbs in there.
1: So it was an infused tonic?
0: Yeah, it was like a tonic with different flavors.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. And it
0: came in a bottle. So that's the tonic I will use. I used it all up in like a week. It was, so, so it was like do you, it, know you know what the it base it.
1: tonic was that they they it's the, It's made, made from scratch. The tonic itself? Yeah.
0: Bittercube makes their own tonics.
1: Oh. There's
0: artisanal tonics now. If you go to Whole Foods, there are people that make their own tonics, like Top Note. So, yeah. the tonics are made from scratch.
1: Yeah. So, Bittercube don't Bittercube don't sell too.
0: their... The Bittercubes didn't, like, sell their tonics. They were just... They yeah. made their own tonics well, for their They only their bitters, yeah. to my knowledge, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Huh. So, and so it had no, the tonic
0: doesn't have the carbonation. The real made homemade tonics they make. don't So have you the carbonation. made your own tonic? No, the tonic I made in the academy, that academy. Okay. Class. That's what tonic I would use. This, okay. They had like yuzu. I love yuzu. But then
1: you would add a citrus of some kind yuzu. of. Yuzu. That's what you would use in place of like a lemon or a lime. Yeah. A if I can okay. get a yuzu. Like, yeah.
0: It's hard to find yuzu.
1: No, I don't see it.
0: You can buy some on, you can buy a yuzu tree on Amazon and grow it. But they don't sell the actual you, fruit.
1: You could probably buy it squeezed like you can buy the bottle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I
0: like I'm I'm trying to find the actual the fruit. to buy. Yeah, the buy.
1: I wonder who would have that. I've never seen it at Whole Foods. I mean, I think
0: Yuzu I've seen a lot of Yuzu lately in food websites and dressings and recipes lately. So I feel like in the next six to eight months you're gonna start seeing Yuzu mm-hmm. in grocery stores. I think it's gonna catch on. Because it's a it's like a lemon but it's different. Yeah. It's like it's a weird. It's a it's a little. It's a
1: where is it I call grown? It, Tariq?
0: Mostly it's, it's a Japanese That's
1: thing. That's yeah. Asian so what thing. about an Asian grocery store? You I think haven't seen have it there. Flash?
0: Not not here. And maybe yeah. Chicago's grocery stores like H uh, Mart.
1: Yeah. Okay. But I just I
0: feel it's gonna catch on.
1: That that does sound good. I would mm. try. I would drink. I would try it at mm. least, even though gin. I guess I think more of gin. I would never drink gin straight or on the rocks.
0: Yeah, you got it. It's just like any liquor. You, if you want to drink it on a rocks, you have to drink the good stuff.
1: Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. You know. Okay. You
0: got to drink good stuff. There's like some really great gin, like really great rum. There's bad rum. There's rum that's meant to mix. There's rum not meant to mix. Mm-hmm. You know, so.
1: Like Captain Morgan.
0: That's not even rum. That's just food color.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's
0: what the kids drink, I
1: guess. Yeah, well, I think of you as my rum authority. <laughs> I don't care for rum. Oh, I got some good rum
0: from you. We should go to a foundation sometime and try some Indian rum. You yeah. love the Indian rum.
1: Okay, so I've had some tiki drinks from there, and I like their tiki there's drinks. Rum really, there's rum that's really, there's
0: aged rum, there's smoked, there's, like, there's some really, like, rum smoked? is... Smoked? Yeah. There's, wow. There's all types of rums. Huh. I mean, people, you know, they don't think of rum, all they think of is Bacardi and Coke. Yeah. Rum is probably the most diverse... Of all the liquors out there, more diverse than whiskey? I mean, rum is actually the official, America's first liquor before whiskey, if you didn't know that. But there's like Hmm. all types of rum and they all have lovely flavors and, you know, it's something barreled in bourbon barrels or whatnot. But yeah, rum's an amazing, Hmm. um, diverse liquor. So
1: would you say that in Milwaukee, the the best place to have a rum cocktail would be like the Tiki Foundation. foundation. Yeah. Okay. Those
0: guys, if you could talk to, they know their stuff. Yeah. I get into conversations conversation about rum and the history of rum. And I mean, they know rum, they're no joke. I mean, again, the bar is considered one of the best Tiki mm. bars, one of the top 10 Tiki bars in the world. You know, foundation yeah. Yeah. in River West. I know, West. it's pretty impressive. Bayview in River West.
1: Yes, I, I know. That.
0: So. <laughs> That concludes uh, this week's edition of This Bites. You want more information about all the stuff we talked about, whether the grilled cheese recipe showdown to Blue's Egg coming to Sherwood and more, head with RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. Don't forget, to subscribe to This Bites via podcast, via iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and more. Just head radio RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Until next week. Stay hungry
1: and keep the gin cold. I mean the Malort
0: cold. Yeah, Malort. Covered. Don't forget, I got tickets from Malort Fest for us. So
1: okay, I can't we're going. wait. We're Yeah, I can't
0: wait. I'm bringing a bottle of Malort and like uh, <gasps> treat our producer who does a great job on these uh, stories. He deserves a bottle of Malort. So till next week.
1: I think that's more of like a white elephant gift.
0: Mm, no, it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a gift of respect.
1: Okay, have a great weekend, Treat. You too.
0: This Bytes is produced by Tyrone Miller. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts.